Scott, we are both on this fitness journey. You are quite a bit ahead of where I'm at. I don't know. Uh, it depends on uh, how you look at things, but the body. If you just mean if if you just mean that I weigh less than you, sure. Part of the thing that that kind of helped you get there was you had a, a pretty good eating habit for a while, right? Yeah, starvation works yeah, every okay. time. Now we're. <laughs> I don't want to talk about terrible eating habits for those of you that potentially get triggered by that. Totally understandable. But growing up, were you somebody who liked your vegetables? Like when mom and dad would say, eat your broccoli. Did you eat your, bro- your broccoli? No, I hated vegetables. All vegetables? When did, like, do you like broccoli now? The vegetables that I liked weren't vegetables. They were technically starches when they were broken down. So PB, PB&J, Uncrustables? Yeah. Oreos were my vegetables when I was a kid. Not really, but I, I, you know, peas, carrots, corn, all the Midwestern vegetables. That's, that was my jam. So growing up, I, I liked my vegetables. The things that I didn't like were like, eh, ooh, tomatoes, woof, or mushrooms, ugh, gross. Tomatoes taste like nothing. Yeah. Mushrooms when fried with butter. Mm. Get the fuck out of here. Garbage. But so good. Today, we're not talking about mushrooms. We're talking about broccoli. You... You might know this, but did you know that cauliflower is just broccoli from another, from, like, that's just broccoli? From another mother? Is that what you're going to say? No, it's from the same plant. So, albino broccoli. Yeah, cauliflower. That makes sense to you, right? Broccoli and cauliflower just rooted from the same, from the same plant. Yeah, I think uh, broccoli grows in the sun. It gets a tan, turns green because of its species, and cauliflower grows underground like mole people. Well... I, I have some more interesting facts for you about broccoli today. The leaves of broccoli, just kale. Oh, I did not know that. You just, you know, pick the leaves. There's your kale. Pretty pretty popular right now. Right? People think it's in, in style for food. Yeah, for the last 20 years. But is there any part of broccoli that isn't healthy or isn't good for you? We're about to talk about that. Oh. I, I don't know if you know this, but the the flowering part of broccoli is just cabbage stop stop hold shut uh-huh. up you're just yeah. making this up no are you telling me that broccoli uh-huh. is is like a super group of vegetables mm-hmm. wait hold on hold on hold on i'm not done all right keep going <laughs> uh, don't hold on do, do you know that if you harvest cabbage before it's fully matured it's just brussels sprouts this has got to be fucking fake <laughs> there's no way this is real you're gonna send me this link yeah yeah i am put up or uh, shut up science uh scott and, and this is the part i don't get part part of the broccoli plant glows grows under the ground the roots it's just a rutabaga shut so I, the front. i'm sorry man but are you gonna have cabbage tonight or are you Door. gonna have cabbage tonight they can't be the same pl- what's the what's the whole plant called i'm an idiot this is- i can't pronounce this word <laughs> brassica olercia gazoontite you're welcome Welcome to the front podcast of the internet. It's Scott and Willie again. No Max, no other guests, just the three of us. Willie, myself, and you, the lurker. Oh. Hi, lurker. So at the top of the episode, I have a couple of requests. First one, if you like the show, tell a friend. We're here every week. This is episode number 55. We've been doing this for over a year now. If you want to get in touch with us, follow the show outside of the show. We're on TikTok, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. You can email us 
at some point you can just run us a letter if you want to it's probably not going to get to us because i don't want you to know where i live you freak yeah please please don't come over we'll invite you but you have to reach out on the other mediums first Willie, you were saying earlier that it's it's been really nice outside. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of been really hot. That's once again I am exposing myself on the video. It's been a super nice beginning of the month. And uh, what month is it, Willie? June. June. And do you know what we celebrate here in June? Pride Across. Month. That's correct. Oh, which leads me into. The first couple of stories, they're both from funny. It's two of them that are basically the same joke, so I thought I'd bring them up. But this week, in r slash funny, there's two comics. One from the ever-popular Senior Graffo. I'm assuming it's Senior Graffo or Sir Graffo. I don't know. He's super popular. He posts all the time. I think he's hilarious. And the other one is like, uh, it looks like four post-it notes from East Coast Notes. But anyway, first one says, Senior Graffo, it's June. Why aren't you all rainbowy? And he responds, these companies don't care about you. It's, it's a marketing tactic to uh, get your mu-. And then <laughs> the person responds, rainbow up, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and the final one, of course, is him with uh, lipstick on, wearing this thong bikini with a big rainbow cape and confetti everywhere. And then the other person basically posted the same thing. And somebody's looking on their phone. They're like, oh, hey, it's Pride Month. And then... Boom! Door slams open. This rainbow figure walks in and says, Give us your gay money. (laughs) (laughs) The reason I bring this up, first of all, happy pride, everyone. Uh, Genuinely happy pride. Generally, yes. Like consumerism aside, happy pride. That's that's what I wanna that's what I wanna say. But I wanna bring up the topic of the consumerism and the capitalism that rears its head with any opportunity when these celebrations come around. So I'm sure you've seen every single company that you're into, uh, large and small, have some sort of celebration. You always have to wonder, is it, is it something that I want to sell more of my widgets? Or do I actually care about the people that are celebrating and uh, the, the people we should be recognizing rather than the products? So, Willie, do you, do you have any notable companies that you've seen kind of like that, that maybe you're like, why, why are you celebrating Pride? Yeah, I I have some that might hit a little close to home for us. We we enjoy our our Disney shows. Disney pretty wide reaching everywhere. Sure do. Yeah, I'm pretty damn pumped for this new Avengers campus that opened up and the animatronic Spider Man. I don't even know if we're gonna talk about that today, but holy shit, have you seen that? I haven't. I've seen a trailer, but I haven't seen anything like that's real physical. If I can find one, a good clip, I will share it in the show notes. So take a look for this. But Scott, they have an animatronic Spider-Man that literally they flip out into midair, like 100 feet in the air, and it does flips like Spider-Man, unconnected to anything. It's just it's just like, have you seen the movie iRobot? It's like those robots. It just does all the flippies and stuff. It's Where surreal. It, it freaks people out. I think it's fantastic. It lands in a net. Oh, wow. Like, like uh, a gymnast. It tucks itself and lands on its back. Anyways, we're not here to talk about the crazy innovation by uh, a team of Of Imagineers. uh, Imagineers. I want to talk about something. So there's a there has been a few Disney franchises or shows that have come out that maybe will show a, a gay scene in there. And those things end up getting cut before they go to China, before they go to Russia, 
where they're bound to get tons of money and hate and um, negativity because of a society and a culture that hasn't grown up and, and learned to embrace people's differences to be more open and respectful. Yet Disney will go out and say, hey, check this out. We have these, our, our characters, our Mickey and Minnie's behind a rainbow flag and we're super inclusive. To me, it screams like two different hands not talking to each other. Like one group at, at this company says, yeah, yeah, we genuinely want to support this community and show that we're there. I don't think there's any ill intent there. But then you have the business side, business daddy that says, you can make that, but I'm going to put some uh, some guardrails. And it just sounds a little like a little backhanded. To me, it doesn't really make sense. I know there's definitely more at play than just having some animated movie. But I feel with, at least with America, there's been so many great strides that have been made with shows that have been inclusive and kind of just introduced people to situations outside of their lifestyle where they live you know maybe what they're used to showing them that it it's just okay to be a human being no matter kind of what you're into and you know for for us as american companies to restrict that across the globe you're right i i don't know it doesn't seem logical another example this week Bethesda went and took their logo, which is like this kind of square with uh, a square taken out of the center. And normally it's a white outlined square with a black background. They went and changed like their logos on Twitter on all of their different like Bethesda language based or location based Twitter accounts because apparently they don't just have one and they put rainbow flags everywhere except for Russia. So they said, hey, happy pride for everybody who uh, is thinking about it, except where it's going to lose us money. Happy pride to everyone who's uh, who's able to celebrate in the countries where it's safe. Now, I, I, I want to clarify one other thing about this that is really important. This conversation came up a few days ago. I was, I was talking to somebody and they were like, can, can I rep some of this gear, right? Can I go to Target? Can I get myself a white t-shirt that says, pride all over it or could i go to a one a, a, like a parade right covid safe parade for from what i can tell scott you're not gay would you wear a, a shirt that said pride on it i mean short answer is i don't like wearing clothes with any type of language on it like i don't like words on my clothing i Something hate logos that fit in your design right okay but, so let me uh, for the listener, hold would on. For, would i wear would i wear a rainbow absolutely I've always liked the rainbow flag, the rainbow colors since I was a kid. And stupid young ignorant me was actually at one point very bothered by the fact that this group could just take something as as widespread as the rainbow flag and make it their own, you know. And now this was, you know, young ignorant Catholic me speaking. Uh, like, I didn't understand. Like, well, that means I can't wear a rainbow without somebody thinking I'm gay. Obviously, my mind has changed and opened a lot since then, but if if wearing a rainbow flag today means that I am a supporter or an ally of somebody who uh, is gay or in the LGBTQ plus community, like, hell yeah, I'd rock that. Yeah, the, the analogy that I, I gave somebody was, if you wore a t-shirt that said Black Lives Matter and you're white, you're not defining yourself as a black person. You are saying that this representation, this allyship is important. And 
it is okay to do that. And frankly, it, it's a place where we need to get as a society because our generation, the millennials, we're finally hitting that that point where the future is going to be defined by us. The the short future, right? Because I, I mean, our parents are really the ones that have defined where we are today. So now it's our turn. So if we don't step up and say like, this is important, progress will be slowed. Yeah. Yeah. We don't really prep before we go into these episodes. We really like to talk about the things we've discovered in the week. And we like to surprise Scott. Before we got started, though. Oh, we, we yeah, we like to surprise me because I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> we like to surprise each other. Okay, listen, Scott. Now, uh, I, I sent Scott a question before we got started. And before you answer that question, I just want to yes, show Yes, Willie, I will marry you. Yes. <laughs> Not alone anymore. Okay, so there is a, uh, a post from the subreddit Made Me Smile. And the post Real is quick, an image. There's probably going to be somebody who's upset <laughs> that I said yes to you and not to them. So if you're listening to this, you, we're Pack basically... your a- bags. <laughs> My time. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, made me smile. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a two-part photo of uh, this girl in a prom dress. And the post says, may seem small to some people... But this is huge for me. My prom was this weekend, and despite having ongoing agoraphobia or social anxiety and a panic attack in the parking lot before I went in, I managed to stay the whole time and enjoyed it and even danced a little bit. And I saw this post and it, it got me thinking about a few things. It, it's great that she overcame some of this anxiety. It's great that she yeah. uh, she showed up and was, it was present for potentially an important moment in her early adult life i have been thinking that a lot of people are graduating now you're graduating from college you're graduating from high school you're moving up in the world there are certain things that we hold on to we think are important to us at a young age or there are things that we just don't know about each other what are some of those things that maybe you have reflected on as an adult and have said i wish i would have known this thing when I was her age, going to prom, having anxiety for something that probably everybody else is feeling similar, not to like dismiss her anxieties, but what what would you share with a younger version of you? I was thinking on this uh, because there's parts of me who thought, well, if I were to go back and like do things differently, I wouldn't be in the same spot that I would be, you know, things could be either a lot better, things could be worse. Who knows? Things could be the same. But the, you know, selfish things, I would have said, like, learn how to balance a checkbook aggressively. Learn about... Nobody knows, needs to know how to do that now. Back then, checks were a thing. Sorry, I'm old. You got a corpse bride there, buddy. Sorry. But, no, like, get into get my ass into the gym. Get my soon-to-be flabby fat ass into the gym. Because you're going to hate yourself for the next five years. And if you don't start those, those habits early, it's, it's just that much harder to pick up later on in life. And uh, the second thing, I probably would have just said, like, don't be such a coward and ask every single girl out. <laughs> because the worst thing they could do at that age, in a, th- in a time where it, looking back doesn't matter at all, is they could have said no. 
we we were free from all this social media that would have ravaged kids today or still could ravage kids today but remember your taken... advice is not for technically previous you it's for the younger generation that potentially is listening to us scott oh there's young people that listen to the show <laughs> we want to broaden broaden our horizon here speak all right. to the youngins here we go gather around children let me tell you a tale listen to wise old scott and that is be aggressively kind to everybody. Do not let anyone make you angry or upset or throw you off your game. Your game is yours. Don't let anybody live rent-free in your head. It's your time. You get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow mom's spaghetti all over the place, which would be the internet these days. Go out there, shoot your shot, but be as kind as you can to everyone around you. So... Let me sum up a few things that you just said. Don't, don't be afraid to blow. Uh, you know, sh- just shoot your shot every opportunity you get. That's right. All uh, over the and place. And appreciate mom's spaghetti. If, if you got a mom and she makes spaghetti, she's trying. Not all at once. Now, I, on the other hand, would tell myself two things. Number one. Why do break- you get two things? I don't think I one thing. You got blowing, loading, and m- momming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't that your things? <laughs> no, uh, number one, breakups suck, but they get easier. Deal with it. Everyone that I have had has arguably made me a better version of who I am today. And I have gotten significantly better in my mind because of the way I've chosen to handle them. I've coped, I've learned, I've grown, I've said, well, that was dumb. I, I didn't need to do that. Or you put yourself into this mess and these are mistakes you're going to grow from. Learn from them because they're valuable. And the second thing is poop loudly. How else what? is anybody going to know? Go go, nope. in, go into that stall. Shut the door. Frankly, y- you should shut the door. Don't unlock the door. People don't need to see it. But everybody poops. So you know what? If you want to forcibly let that shit out and you want to make some, some uh, you want to make that water boil... <laughs> More power uh, real to you. question. Own the room. Real, real question though. Since you're since you're trying to just own own number two, what's more embarrassing, Willie? Seeing somebody outside of the stall after you've just pooped really loudly, or somebody seeing you go into the stall knowing what you're about to do, knowing the mess you're about to make, you dirty, dirty boy. You know, if you're happy just, and you know it, clap your hands. Clap something. Mommin. I, I would say the thing that's probably more embarrassing is probably coming out. Because honestly, I'm usually wearing headphones. And I don't know if I'm being loud or not anymore. I'm noise canceling on. I just let it rip. So if I come out and it's like, oh. Speaking of which, I have a really funny story. And I'm going to tell you this because this is, this is my reality of noise canceling headphones. Just got up in the morning, was leaving an apartment that I lived in, in like downtown Minneapolis. And I, I'm walking down the street. Noise when is can- this from? This is a couple years ago. Oh, okay. I don't know, probably like four years ago. I'm, okay. wa- I'm walking down the street, noise-canceling headphones on. You don't know this story. And I don't think so, no. It's probably like seven in the morning. I'm getting ready to go to work. And I had to walk quite a ways to my car then because I didn't have a parking garage. So I'm, wa- I'm walking. And I had I had to toot. And I had the walking <laughs> farts. So I'm like, whoop, whoop, rip, 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 rip. And I can feel it. So you know it's loud. <laughs> 
And I was like, man, I wonder if I woke anybody up. I turn, I look behind me. Five feet behind me is some tiny little college girl walking right behind me. <laughs> I can't keep her Was her hair blowing back? <laughs> yep. Was her makeup all messed up? <laughs> <laughs> Now, that you should be embarrassed about. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, okay. So, speaking of things that come out of asses, this week in r slash interesting AF, there's an article titled, In 2012, French Beekeepers Could Not Solve the Mystery, the Mystery, of the Blue and Green Colored Honey in Their Beehives. Until they discovered that the bees were visiting a local M&M factory. Them bees were getting that, uh, what is it? Blue 13, green 26, yellow number 5, red 11,000. I don't know. This honey, you got to look at this honey. It, oh, it looks it's, like the it's a beautiful photo. I, uh, when I look at this photo, I think that this is something that would go in... A, a much wealthier person's bathroom than you and I. Or like an art museum. I mean, it's definitely took more work for the bees to make this than the guy that duct taped a banana to the wall. Yeah. And for the for the podcasters, podcast listeners, describe what you're seeing. Describe what it looks like. So it, it's a, a side profile of honeycomb. If you're unfamiliar with that, figure it out. I'm not, I can't just side profile of honeycomb. And it's filled from the top down, but it's in kind of a pattern that almost resembles like if you were to outline the continents. Like a, yeah, like a world map. Like a world map. But the top is like this dark blue that is uh, speckled with like some lighter blues, some like almost like deep ocean changes in blue. And then the honeycomb itself is kind of this golden color. So it's this really cool color profile. If I saw, would you eat blue honey? If somebody told me it was healthy, heck yeah. I think honey tastes delicious. And and for those who don't know, uh, regular honeycomb is a bunch of hexagons that the bees make. And they fill... You have to clarify it for them. You d- yeah. Don't pander to the you idiots. You know what? Go to school, dummies. Figure it out. Go to bee school. You know, get all bees. Because you don't need to get A's there. It's bee I see school. what you did there. It's right in the title. Yeah, just take the D. But, yeah, I would totally eat blue honey and whatever, like light blue, dark blue... I wonder if the, it tastes different, the different colors taste the rainbow, you know. There's a TikToker. She's become pretty famous. Her name is she's like on, the Texas Bee something. Yeah, she's on Reddit all the time. All the time. She if was on this week. Yeah, it, she was there this week. If you haven't seen a post from her, maybe we'll try to link one if we find one while we're editing the show. But this woman, she gets hired to go to people's homes or businesses where they might have like a bee infestation. And just wearing a t-shirt and jeans, no other protective gear. She goes to where the bee infestation is, finds the queen, puts puts her the the queen into the like a the hive that she brings with a box, and then drives them to her to her sanctuary. It's I'm so terrified of bees. I like I respect the hell out of them, but could you ever do something like that? No, I saw the movie uh, My Girl back in the day. This is this is a this is a. I didn't ask throwback. why you're afraid of girls, Scott. Uh, 
because bees would kill me? I haven't seen the movie. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Macaulay Culkin's role immediately after Home Alone franchise. Him and Anna Cholomsky, Cholomsky who was in Veep. Uh, and uh, basically, he's this young kid who moves next door to this young girl, and they spend a summer just getting to know each other and playing, and then uh, they're supposed to have a play date, and he doesn't show up. And she thinks, of course, like, you know, he... He abandoned her, you know, something, something silly. But then, like, spoiler alert for a movie that's 25 years old. The parents sit her down and say, uh, he was playing in the woods on his, on his way over here, and he stepped on a bee's nest, or a bee, you know, and he got stung so many times, and he was allergic. And Kevin McAllister fucking died. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh it was God. super traumatic. And as a kid, you're just like, oh, yeah, Macaulay Culkin, he's awesome. I love him. Can't wait to see this movie. And it'll be like, young love, and then I'll learn things from him. And the only thing I learn is if bees sting you, you fucking die. Where, where's the worst place you've been stung? I've only been stung two times. And it was at- on the hand at the state fair. <laughs> uh, it was uh, It was probably like... You know the little meaty part in between your pointer finger and your thumb? Yeah. Like yeah, the thing that, that. The thing that Gordon Ramsay would say is the what makes a steak a steak. Yeah. Yeah, that okay. thing. That thing. That's the eyes, you know, when you make a hand puppet. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, right there, my dad and I are at the races. Uh, they used to have stock car races at the state fair. And I remember I was just walking up to my seat and I felt something sharp on the metal hand railing and I pulled my hand away and I looked and there was nothing sharp on the railing itself but there was a dead bee on the ground and I was like dad my hand really hurts and I got stung by a bee I think it would be a good time I'm, I'm about like I don't know 10 11 I think it would be a very good time to take me to the the place that gives medical aid and attention and he was like of course son Absolutely. We'll go down there. And everything was nice and calm. No, just kidding. I cried like a little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) The whole way. Oh, no. In front of the people that, like, had to pull out the stinger or whatever. Yeah, I was crying the whole time. It was was one of the best slash worst state fairs. I grabbed my bike handle. To this day, I think this is probably one of the reasons I dislike biking. Sorry for people out there that like biking. I grabbed my bike handle and the bee was on the handle. So it stung the center of my palm. Oh, I mean, you can't grab anything for the rest of the day. Which hand? You know, the one, the the good one, the good Mm -hmm. hand. Yikes. By the way, if you're you're wondering, a fun fact for the ladies out there who just don't know this, it's not always the dominant hand. Stranger danger. Speaking of stranger danger, let's talk about George Lucas. Okay. <laughs> I, I actually want to talk. We, we've been talking about our past. I want to talk uh, about when we were growing up. There's this photo from Interesting AF this week. It says George Lucas before CGI in 1984. Oh, yeah. I, I just sent you the photo. I, w- I want you to describe it to the listener. But uh, as you do that, one of the things I got thinking about when I was looking at this photo is just the sheer amount of work that went into producing a film and we're about to go into film season it's back we're ready like well maybe some S-Z-N. people are ready zn yeah well and isn't film isn't film season like the end of the year with all the the 
Nope. You know, Some, uh, summer bait. blockbuster. Oh, summer blockbuster season. Gotcha. gotcha. Zip. So, kids, most of the time, and uh, thank you for listening this whole time after staying with us through our sage advice. But, kids, if you see some behind the scenes from your favorite movies today, you're most likely going to see a person wearing a green suit with dots all over their face and in a big green room with green shapes and everything's green screen. If you, uh, if you can watch our YouTube and Willie somehow leaves it in, you'll see that there's green screen behind him for all of our graphics and stuff that go around. The Avengers, I think, nobody filmed the scenes together. It was all <laughs> shot in a, a single green screen room, and they just put it together in post and made it adventurous. But they, they actually hired out John Oliver's void. Back in the day, green screens didn't exist. Blue screens did, but they were at the very beginning uh, of this screen graphics technology. What you had to do instead was build models and lifelike replicas of whatever you were trying to show so this picture of george lucas is him standing in the middle of a big room with all of the models and lifelike figures and puppets and robotics that they used for the star wars franchise so you've got uh, george lucas is i don't know let's say he's a six foot tall human being you've got r2d2 which is next to him Coming up about halfway to his waist. Full size. Full size R2-D2. You've got the Millennium Falcon, which looks to be maybe at a weird camera angle, but also looks to be about six feet long. And it's just crazy to think that they took cameras with film in them, giant reels of film, and had to post up these dioramas of everything that we saw back in the day. And then somehow squeeze a, a human being into there with with either blue or very early green screen technology and make it look semi good i i would say that there's probably a movement now that says unless you're a big budget studio like marvel you might not be able to pull off the same prowess in cg that others might not be able to be able to do right so those films doesn't it doesn't matter like you don't even have to have the costume figured out they can throw that on you like yeah. they did in in Avengers Endgame. On the other hand, there's a camp of people that say the practical effects, the things that are done for real, are the things that bring me into the film, are the important things. Where where do you sit on that kind of spectrum? Do you are you okay with a world of all CG or do you think you can get better performance out of something that's there? When I go see movies that kind of pull me out of our reality and kind of just let me escape for a few hours. I want it to be a good story first and foremost. But secondly, I want the the world that they've built to be all encompassing. You know, the the Mortal Kombat movie that we made fun of a couple episodes back, it was fine when the practical effects were there, but some of the stuff like Goro just it didn't look real enough. In the Avengers I knew Thanos wasn't real, but it looked pretty, pretty darn good. Like, they spent a lot of money. And then, even with, uh, to, to coin another mouse franchise here, uh, The Mandalorian, I cannot tell that they are on a stage that is almost a 360-degree video board. And that most of the backgrounds he's in, he's literally just up to a big TV. It's the, that good. The, the fascinating part about 
how they shot the Mandalorian. And this this kind of changes the subject a little bit. But when when we were growing up, we were just starting to transition into all CG and green screen, right? We mm-hmm. witnessed from our early childhood seeing 3D technologies and, and full CG come into effect. The good and the bad, yeah. Now, our parents, a generation different, right? 30-year difference. They saw the beginning of a blue screen. So they saw the change from uh, full practical to animatronic to... Uh, stop motion right that was their tech and we can look back at disney and say or sorry we can look back at the first star wars and say wow we have come so far since then i would argue that people growing up now that watch the mandalorian look at that technology as the same leap in capabilities yeah and say look at how far we've come I mean, it's amazing how far we've come. I like practical effects. I like how Star Wars, the newer movies, decided to incorporate some of that. It didn't take me out of the story at all. Because the older ones had those built into it. It's sad that it comes down to budget, right? Like, there's there's tons of bad movies that shouldn't get made, but they do because they can squeeze everything into a CGI budget. Whereas if they tried to do it with practical effects, number one, it wouldn't look good. <laughs> but the story wouldn't be there to back it up either. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode, everyone. We really appreciate it. Like we said at the beginning of the show, you can find us everywhere on the internet. We're all over the place. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Are we on anything else, Willie? There's got to be one more. OnlyFans, that's right. Ah, come on over and see my... And remember, no matter what you're into, whether it's Amish, Bridgerton Netflix, Boxing Discussion, or Kids Are Fucking Stupid... There's a sub for that.